All right, so let's set the scene here. The soundtrack we're listening to is Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross from the movie Gone Girl, and this is just an incredible score to a movie, and I think it's pretty appropriate for the article I want to read. It's just, it's dark, um, but I love it. So this is a, a very personal article. I'd say in all the articles I've read, this one was probably the quickest one I've written and likely one of the more popular ones I've written. So just give you a little bit of background. Uh, I had a colleague of mine take a photo of me and I wrote 1095 on my hand as a really a, a symbol of, of how many days I felt like I have been rich. So you may be able to guess, but this isn't exactly about wealth the way we would perceive it to be. So here it goes. I made my first million 1,095 days ago. There's a story about three recent college graduates about to travel on a mission trip. These new graduates are looked directly into their eyes and told that they are in fact millionaires. Regardless of all the debt they have accumulated over the past four plus years of college, they are very well off. One could describe these graduates as rich. The three college students heard these statements and they chuckled because they knew they were broke. <laughs> Long before I was ever a consultant, I was once consulted. As I looked to advance my career, to seek wild success, and to accumulate an abundance of wealth, wealth, I was told to associate myself with those who have higher net worth than I had at the time. This advice proved to be some of the best advice I ever received, and yet at first glance, I didn't agree with it. Not one word, not for a second, and still to this day, it's the best advice I have ever received. If you were to head out west, west of Fort Wayne, you would undoubtedly drive through this small community in which I have called home for the past 13 years. And I wrote this article several years ago, so it's, it's been longer than that. If you were lucky enough to see it, you might drive right past the mansion I live in. If I decided to take it out of the driveway, or the garage that day, you might get a glimpse of my luxurious vehicle shining in the driveway. My kids would probably be shooting hoops on our home basketball court while my wife mows our beautiful lawn spread out over acres and acres of the beautiful Indiana countryside, which is totally flat, by the way. I say this because I recently had a conversation with someone who disclosed to me the amount of money they make per year, assuming I would be impressed. I'm guessing he had no idea of who he was talking to because I'm a millionaire, just as those recent college graduates were a millionaire. It's been nearly five years since I received the advice to associate with rich people and 1,095 days since I put that principle into practice. It's technically been way more days than that and it's actually been close to eight years, uh, technically next week. Now I would say that all of my friends are millionaires and we're very well off. You know, like Jay-Z says, you're not considered rich unless the people around you are considered rich. So, Jay-Z, Hove. The one thing that I love the most about these friends is their unique ability to humble me with their words and by their inspiring actions. Humility is a gift I don't deserve, nor did I ever take note to what it truly meant. These friends all have one thing in common. They are broken people. 
broken. In fact, some of them suffer from addictions to heroin. Some suffer from depression and anxiety. Others struggle with upholding their sexual integrity. One of these friends was in prison. Me? I only struggle with the drinking problem. March 8th, 2014 was the last time I had a drop to drink, and less than a week later, March 14th, was the day I started hanging out with all my rich friends. As it turns out, all I needed to do to get rich was admit I had a problem and take a gigantic leap of faith. So that's exactly what I did. And that leap of faith saved me. It saved my family. It saved my marriage. But it was my rich friends who I couldn't have done it without. They taught me about humility. You see, to me, humility is standing directly in the center of perception of yourself and the perception you have of God or whatever you believe in. I happen to believe in God. Let's go back to our story about the college graduates. The man then looks at the three recent college graduates and tells them that the trip they are about to embark on will take them into some of the most impoverished parts of the entire world. He goes on to warn them that their perspective about their own wealth will soon change. You with me? Because as the man tells the three college students this, they start to comprehend the significance of what's being said to them. I saved the bottle of the last beer I ever remember drinking. That bottle now rests on my nightstand as a reminder of what it was once like to have nothing. A time when I stood far from center convincing myself I wasn't living a lie. A time where I could rationalize about problems so well that I would start to believe what I was saying. A time where I could have lost everything in this world that I care about. Now these wealthy people I associate myself with might not necessarily live in actual mansions or drive luxury automobiles or have millions in the bank, but if they did, it wouldn't have anything to do with how they value their lives. Once I finally realized my own life would never be measured by the amount of success I had, but rather the significance of it, that everything changed. And once this occurred, I hit the lotto and became a millionaire overnight. One of the students in our story was sitting down for lunch with a young man in his impoverished country on this mission trip when he asked the young man a question. If you could have anything in the world, what would you ask for? The young man paused while the college student removed a sack lunch from his pack and humbly replied, something to eat. Whoa. You see, the man from the impoverished country hadn't eaten in over three days. It was right then and there when a light bulb went off in that graduate's head as he handed over his lunch to that starving man. The man didn't finish it though. He only ate half of it. The starving man wanted to share it with his sister who hadn't eaten in three days either. At that very moment, that very moment, the college graduate became a millionaire. I don't live in a mansion. I don't drive a luxury automobile. And that home basketball court is a turnaround in our driveway with a hoop we found at a garage sale. Sidebar, we did upgrade to a Gorilla because it was on sale. I made the splurge. Okay, I'm not rich 
because of the money in my bank account. I'm not rich because I have a great career that pays me well. And I'm certainly not rich because I hang around others who are well off financially. I'm a millionaire because when I opened my eyes to a little perspective, I was giving something I don't deserve, nor will I ever live up to. Perspective and self-awareness are two of the most important character developing processes outside of learning to fail in my entire career. Recognizing my character defects and being intentional about working through them has been the single most important career move I have ever made. Oddly enough, the last beer I ever had was called Live a Rich Life. And if you read the article, you'll see a photo of it. And that's exactly what I intend on doing. My name is Derek, and a program called Celebrate Recovery changed my life.